Do you have goals for your life? Do you want to grow in God? Join me as we deep dive into real and relevant strategies that ignite you to seek God and slay goals. Hey, y'all. Get ready for a discussion about life, business, relationships, and more, all from a biblical perspective. And I'm your host, Felicia L. Henry. All righty, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. <laughs> Rachel. Okay, I'm ready. We'll have some bloopers. That's funny. You can just keep going, though. Okay, maybe you shouldn't be on camera. <laughs> <laughs> you can use that. Put it at the end or something. Oh, gosh. Hilarious. So guys, thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Seek God Slay Goals podcast. And I am your host, Felicia, the founder of Seek God Slay Goals. So today we are going to be talking about hope. We are in a very um, uncertain time in our community with coronavirus, COVID-19 kind of spreading um, and so we want to talk about hope. A lot of people are losing hope. Um, a lot of people are just in a state of uncertainty. So we want to kind of tackle this on today. And so I have a guest. I'm super excited. Uh, she is actually my little sister. And her name is Rachel Hope Henry. And of course, I've known her all her life. And she is... Um, and everything that she does, really, she exemplifies hope. And so I thought it would be befitting to bring her on to um, chat it up with me today on the podcast. So, Rachel, how are you? Hey, hey. I'm good. It's a good time to be alive, even though we are in these unprecedented times. Yes, it's a good time to be alive. Y'all hear how hopeful that sounded? <laughs> So um, before we get into our formal questions and everything, um, I'll let Rachel introduce herself um, because I won't I won't do it justice. She just she does so much. So, Rachel, go ahead, introduce yourself, tell the people who you are, what you do or whatever you want to share. So I had to think about like I literally had to think about, well, who is who is it that I really am? And I didn't want to just go down a list of things that I've done or experienced. So I just think I'm Rachel Hope Henry. I live a life that um, I try to do everything with the mindset of efficiency and effectiveness and hope. And I live by my middle name and everything I do, I wanted to kind of give others a source of information as well as inspiration so that they know that Anything that I can do, not just me, but like anything that you put your mind to, like you're able to do that. That's awesome. Okay. That's awesome. So can we talk about your middle name for a second? Like, let's give people the backstory. Okay. Where did okay. your middle name come from? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I think someone gave me the name. Maybe you, possibly. Guys, so listen. Rachel and I are 10 years apart. When I was younger, I, w I went through this phase where I wanted a twin so bad. This was like the phase where sister, sister was popular. And I wanted a twin so bad. And obviously I couldn't because, you know, it was too late for that. 
And so years later, my parents had, so I have two younger brothers. So I was the only girl. And then a couple of years later, my parents, they had Rachel and they let me give her her middle name. I was so honored. So I gave her the middle name Hope. I honestly, I don't even know why. Now it's so funny because when people see us in real life, like if y'all know us in real life, people just think that we look so much alike. And I'm like, we don't at all. We really don't. (laughs) But I think it's because I really wanted a twin. Like I literally prayed for a twin. So that yeah, that's how she got her middle name, y'all. I gave her her middle name. So let's talk about, you have this model that you created, that you live by. It's called Be the Change, Create Hope love beyond so how did this kind of come to be your life's model or where did it even come from so I started baking cookies and early on it was like Rachie's cookies and then somewhere along the lines it became creations of hope but outside of the cooking because I never really claimed to be a chef or any of that I just fell into certain positions Outside of that, I always like to encourage people on Facebook and I always would end my post with be the change, create hope. And when I went back to look at when that really started, it was in 2018 and it was just that be the change, create hope. And I think it was around the time when I started to just experience new things in life. I was in college at the time and through my college years, I was working and just so many different positions that were unexpected and extraordinary for someone my age with limited experience. And then going into 2019, like my resolutions post was when I added Love Beyond because 2018 was such a year of challenge in the sense that it was I, I had a challenge with people. And I realized in order for me to be effective at being a change and creating hope, I have to love people beyond what it is that they do that gets on my nerves or beyond what it is that causes me to want to quit and leave and walk away. So that's when it became Be the Change, Create Hope, and Love Beyond because you really need that love aspect to to persevere and to get through whatever it is you've set your mind on. So talk about on a practical level or just in day-to-day life what does this really look like for you I know you mentioned loving people beyond you know the fact that they might get on your nerves but how do you be the change how do you create hope and love beyond just on a day-to-day basis on a day-to-day basis I think it starts with conversation everyone in my opinion has a need and every day you can you can go through life and you can watch as many Netflix series as you want, or we spend a lot of time doing idle things. But if you take the time to have conversations with people, you'll start to realize everyone has a need. And sometimes our words are a form of encouragement that help people grasp some hope. And in order for them to really realize that that's there, we have to exemplify that ourselves. So that's the B part. Like we have to be that change that we want to see. We have to be Um, that thing that we aspire to obtain or anything that we just we're hoping for we have to first be that and then by being that we're able to create those avenues where other people can then say hey that looks cool hey I see that you're doing it that's an opportunity that's a window and that's how we have been creating those avenues of hope 
So anything as little as having a conversation for me is what really starts to highlight those areas where I can be the change and create hope, just how I encourage somebody through my words. I think that's important, especially now, you know, we're all on these stay at home orders. A lot of people are feeling anxious or they're disconnected from their typical life, their friends, their families. And a lot of people just are looking for that connection, somebody to start a conversation, to reach out to them. So I think that's really impactful. Um, So let's back up a little bit and really talk about what hope really is. So when I looked it up, the definition uh, said that it is a feeling of expectation and desire for a certain thing to happen. And so this is kind of with the assumption that this is a positive thing that's going to happen. So we think about hope um, and when you think about your faith, how does that, how does your faith kind of play a role in, in your hope? Absolutely. So when I was looking up hope, I came across so many words like aspiration, desire, expectation, ambition, aim, plan, optimism, confidence, and anticipate. And then like through, as I was just trying to get a a clear definition outside of what I believe it is. And I came to that realization that hope and faith definitely go together. Um, and it, it took me to like a story in the Bible when the guy was paralyzed and before they actually took it upon themselves to like break through the roof, um, the Bible scripture actually says, and the power of the Lord was with him to heal. So like first they had to believe that in order for them to take it upon themselves to act in faith and bust through the roof. So like hope to me is like, we have this, this we have this desire, we want this healing, we want this thing. And in order for me to, to know that I can obtain that, I have to put faith on it. So to me, hope and faith go hand in hand. Um, and hope has to be uh, a positive, like we don't just like, sometimes people use it in the wrong context. And it sounds like, I hope you took out the trash today. Like, that's not <laughs> hope. <laughs> That is not hope. So we have to like hope for things that we really desire. We have to really anticipate and and know like this is attainable. This is something that we can really get. And and it's once you come to that realization, then you gotta put faith on. So segueing into faith a little bit, we know that faith without works is dead. So again, that kind of goes back to the whole model that you have, be the change, create hope. It's, it's action. Like it's not just something that you are, it is an expectation that you are feeling and believing, but it also requires some level of action on your part as Absolutely. well. Absolutely. Like one of my favorite Bible verses is now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things we can't see. But sometimes we bypass like that. It says faith is substance. Like it's, it has to be substantial. Faith is something that's like almost tangible because we have to put that action on what it is that we're hoping for. So of course we're going to have hopes and dreams and desires, but they will stay hopes, dreams, and desires until we activate our faith. Mm, That's good. That's good. That's good. Now, in the midst of everything we're facing um, in society with coronavirus and all of that, I can imagine that people's hope, people's faith has um, maybe taken a hit, you know. So 
what do you say to somebody who is in that space where, you know, they're trying to remain hopeful, they're trying to keep their faith up, but it's like, God, I don't know, you know, I really can't, can't see past this, you know, how do you maintain your hope and faith? I think what's so special about hope is it's a choice. And I think back about my journey and some of the experiences that I've had, a lot of my experiences became so um, powerful, I guess, because they were storms and I had to go through some things in order to come out on top. So I'll use the summer camp as an example. The first year I went there, it was like a hurricane. There were so many trials and there were so many challenges that I had to face, but it was a choice to have hope in that situation. Um, we had fires, we had challenging management, we had a challenging team. And in order for me to get through that with positivity and hope, I had to make that choice that this isn't going to get me down. This isn't going to cause me to quit. There is still hope. Um, and then because of my perspective or because of my hopeful attitude, others started to draw off of that. And others started to see that and others then gained a sense of hope from that. And then we were able to come back the next year. And instead of being a prep cook, I was then the head chef and I was able to implement the same thing again. Okay. Another level cause causes more challenges. So now we're facing new challenges. Now we're going through new difficulties. A different kitchen manager bought different um, things that we had to really fight through. And through that, I had to grasp hold of hope again. Like, okay. This isn't going to be the end. There were times I wanted to come home. There were times where it didn't feel like this was worth it. So in challenging circumstances and in challenging times, you're not always going to feel very hopeful, but you have to choose it. It's always going to be a choice. There are going to be times where you want to give up. There's going to be times where you want to quit. There will be times where the um, good doesn't seem like it's outweighing the bad, but you have to choose that hope because beyond that, beyond what we can't see, it's always going to be better because we have that hope, that promise, um, especially if you're keeping your, your hope in God. So when I kept that hope and I activated that faith, then the next year I was able to then step into a different position, which then allowed me to pour everything that I knew and learned from those last two years. And we had like a flawless summer. So sometimes we go through storms and situations to teach us something. And if we're not having the right perspective or if we don't have that hopeful mindset, then we're missing the opportunity to grow from those situations that we're in in order for us to get to that next level. I love that you said that it was a choice. Sometimes when we go through things and we experience things, we, uh, how do I want to frame this? We feel like it's something that's happening to us and we don't really have any power in the situation. Um, and I think it's important to, you know, just to let people know that you do have a choice in how you respond to or react to whatever circumstance it is that you're, you're facing, right? Like I know there's a meme out there where there's these kids and the, the kid that won first place, he's sad and crying or something like that but the kid that won third place he's like super excited and happy and it's so it's like 
whatever happens to you, whatever the circumstances in your world are, you have a choice in how you respond to that and how you respond to it is really going to dictate or determine, you know, what the overall growth is going to be, what the lesson is going to be for you, because, you know, people can experience the same thing, but how they handle it can produce two different results for those people. So I think that was important that it's a choice. Um, and then you mentioned something about hope being conta- contagious. I don't even, I don't think you used the word contagious, but it was, you said when you were hopeful, then people kind of gravitated towards you, you right. know, and that boosted the morale or whatever. And so I think even looking at that, we have to understand that our response also affects other people and how we handle things that that go on in our lives, they can, you know, boost the morale of other people or depending on your response, it could bring somebody else down. You know, you can give hope to somebody else or you can cause somebody else to lose hope. Um, So I think that's important to know as well. I guess just to kind of wrap it up, um, has there ever been a time where you lost hope in God like just on your faith journey since you've been a believer like has there been a time where you lost hope in God and if so what did that look like for you I wouldn't say my hope in God was lost because I know God to be true to who he is and he's the same yesterday today and forevermore and he can't change like he has to be true to his nature but my hope in myself to believe on the level that I thought was appropriate for someone who's calling themselves a Christian, I would say, it's challenging to keep your faith sometimes in, it's challenging to hope and keep your faith sometimes when you're not sure. You're sure, like, you know, God is who he says he is, but when you when you're exposed to the world and you're you see different things and you see other people and other cultures and just like you start to wonder and question a lot of things that's when it's like okay my hope in the lifestyle that i thought to be true or that i've only experienced all my life because i grew up in church all my life and then when you start to see external things that look like they're more at peace or just better in a sense of what you're experiencing. So just to, I'll give you an example. When I went away, peace was found, but there wasn't God. My relationship with God is what sustained me, but externally, like I wasn't doing the rituals. I wasn't going to church. There was no practical things out there that I was doing besides my personal relationship, my personal time of prayer, my personal songs and things of that nature. So to spend all my life in church and then to go somewhere else and it's like oh this is actually much more peaceful than what I was experiencing my hope that my religion would be that sense of peace in my life started to dwindle a bit because I was experiencing more negative things in the church or just in on social media and things that I would see regarding what I believe than what I was actually experiencing somewhere else that actually brought a sense of peace so the hope in God remains the same, like God, you are who you say you are. But I think it's more so like the hope that we sometimes put in people to kind of live up to the God that they serve. That's where it started to become challenging. 
Yeah. So you started to kind of touch on something a little bit where you were saying kind of this piece about religion versus relationship. And you were able to be sustained because of your relationship with God. It wasn't necessarily your quote unquote religious practices. And I think that, um, you know, I'm not saying that going to church is bad or anything because I go to church. Well, not now because, you know, we're in this crisis, but (laughs) (laughs) but, you know, I'm one of those people who go to church every Sunday. Um, But I think more important than that, it is having that relationship and you, you find your hope in that relationship. You don't necessarily find it, you know, in the, in the church building. I'm not, not saying that you can't, but it's sustained by that personal relationship. You're able to have hope because you have that personal relationship with God, because you've spent quiet time with him, because you're praying to him and he's able right. to, you know, speak back to you and comfort you. And you're able to just develop and strengthen in that way. And, and instead of, you know, all of these other external factors or, you know, external expectations and, and uh, traditions that we have become accustomed to. So I think that's really important for anybody who is feeling like they are in this place where they're losing hope in in God. It it may not be that you're losing hope in God, like you said. Right. It may just be that you're losing hope in the people and the way that they're serving God or the way that they are living out their journey. Is there anything else that you would want to kind of leave the people with or encourage people with, especially in this this time that we are in the uncertain times with with uh, COVID-19? I have three models aside from the one that we focus on today, Be the Change, Create Hope, Love Beyond. Um, one that really has helped me along my journey is choose, construct, and cultivate your life. So you did touch on um, how I said hope is a choice, but like Every detail of your life, you literally get to choose it. So in these trying times, you still have that opportunity to choose, construct, and cultivate your life. You still get the opportunity to wake up with a smile on your face. You get the opportunity to be productive in the downtime. Um, you get the opportunity to cultivate what you want your life to look like after this storm ends. So one way to just kind of keep your mind um sharp is just to remember that you do have the opportunity to choose construct and cultivate your life and then the other one that I live by is be willing and be grateful everything that I've done every position that I've obtained every experience that I've had was simply because I was willing there's a lot of people who are unwilling to try unwilling to try a new experience, even something as simplistic as, I I like to use the funny story. I went on vacation once with my friends and we bought an excursion package and it came with different things like um, you got to get off the boat and go snorkeling or you got to milk this cow and we, we literally paid for those things. And the two of them, they did not want to take advantage of these two excursion opportunities. And I was like, listen, yo, I came on this vacation to to do everything that I paid for. <laughs> Even if it's milking this cow, I'm going to do it. Some people are so unwilling to just try little things that will give them a new experience in life. Um, and then if they are willing, some people are so ungrateful that new experiences don't come back to them. So with the open-mindedness of being willing and being grateful, so much opportunity would just come and fall in your lap. And then the last thing 
real quick before you go on to the last thing because we didn't really talk about all the things that you do so i kind of want people to understand the different because you talk about all the opportunities that came your way talk a little bit about those opportunities like what you've been involved in and what you do okay i started my journey i for the last 10 nine going on 10 years i've been like a hospitality guru i would say because i started my journey in a restaurant soul to soul which was a family um business on Khadija's side um and i started there as a server and then i started to get my feet wet in the kitchen and then after soul to soul i made my way to the view which was a banquet facility and somehow i ended up planning events that were like 200 people i was i was still young i was in like my sophomore year of college running from class down the street to the view and like meeting with clients and then we were planning weddings that had like budgets of ten thousand dollars that i i never had experience doing stuff like that so for me it was just like oh cool wow and then from my junior year i did an internship with high touch and with that company we were doing events for the urban affairs coalition and their events had like a thousand plus people so just like being so young and having so much experience in all these rounds it was like wow how did how did i even get here and then i started to go out to four winds camp where the first year i was just asked to come out because someone had gotten fired and then the next year i went back as the head chef and then the next year I went back as the kitchen manager um and that was probably the best experience I've experienced so far because it was a culmination of everything that I had ever experienced as far as planning events cooking we were cooking for 300 people every day four meals a day um managing a $160,000 budget so like that was just stuff that I didn't have the credentials to do so when I say be willing and be grateful. I was willing to deal with all the havoc that we had to go through with previous teams or previous kitchen managers, or I was willing to stick it through at the view when our manager was no longer there. And it was just me and Sister McCray answering the phones and we still had to make these events happen. So just being willing to do what was necessary to make sure that people were happy, because that's what hospitality for me is all about, serving people being willing to serve people and to bring out the best in people and just like highlighting people. So to me, it's not about, like to me, hospitality equates to leadership and you get the best experience in hospitality when you have leadership that's ready to empower and implore a team to produce the best results. So all of my 10 years so far of experience has develop a sense or passion and love for leadership because that's what caused me to be so successful and it's okay for people for me to be the change to create hope all of that really stemmed from being a young leader because it was like wow little Rachel can do this so can you so I think all of those experiences helped me to realize I can be the change I can create hope I can be lesbian. I can choose, construct, cultivate my life, and I can be willing, and I can be grateful.
Yeah, I thought that was important to share the journey. Love the be willing part and be grateful because that applies to life. You know, we have these goals and we have these certain, you know, levels that we're trying to get to as far as success. But you really have to ask yourself, are you really willing to do the things that are necessary to get to where you want to go? Are you willing to work through the challenges? Are you willing to you know, be the person there to to show up when nobody else shows up and all those different things. That That's where your opportunity and growth comes in. So I thought that was important to share. So I know you had one more uh, motto, did you? Yes. Okay, yes. One more. It just came to me as I was looking through all of this stuff and um, I've been big on choose, construct, and cultivate your life over the last year. And then I was thinking about like in these times, because these things seem so positive and it's hard to do that when your family member passed away. It's hard to do that when like there are no resources coming in and it's hard to do that when you lost your job. But this new one that I just like, it just hit me is like, consider your consumption. And to me, no matter what you're going through, no matter how difficult it is, you can always consider your consumption. If you're having a challenging time, you have to consider what you're listening to, who you're surrounding yourself with, what you're pouring into you, even how you're eating, because those are the things that will really affect your outcome. So aside from all the positive stuff, like really, and and then it took me straight to Haggai when it literally says like, consider your ways. Like you have Mm -hmm. sown so much, you harvest little, you ate, but it's never enough. You drink and you're never filled. Like all of that boils down to consider your consumption. That is so good. And that actually ties perfectly into kind of the new direction that Seek God Slay Goals is going into. So when we first started, we've kind of been around, you know, um, you know, leisurely for a couple of years with empowerment. But during this time of, um, you know, stay at home and coronavirus, I really wanted to just take some quiet time to really think about what direction we were going to go. and. Um, you know, just spending that quiet time with God, he's made some things clear. We are really going to be focusing on helping the millennial woman of faith to enhance her health in these four different areas. So your spiritual health, of course, but also your um, economic health, your emotional health and your physical health. And so in all of those things, you do have to consider your consumption. You do have Absolutely. to cons- consider your ways um, to be at an optimal level of health. So that is um, super important. Like I'm not, I can't, I can't go into all of it now because we'll be on this <laughs> podcast forever. But it just touches on so much. Like even you know, things you hear about, you're not having enough money. Well, what are you really doing with your money? What are you spending your money on? Are you, you know, eating out every day? Are you, you know, or you're feeling like you're, you're always tired. You don't have energy. What are you, what are you consuming? What are you putting in your body? What are you feeding even your mind? If you're always feeling sad or um, depressed or anxious, you know, what are you consuming? You know, what are you um, doing to enhance your health? So, that's really important. So just one more time, go through all of the models. So if people want to write them down. Be the change, create hope, love beyond. Choose, construct, and cultivate your life. Be willing and be grateful. 
and consider your consumption. Awesome. Absolutely love it. Thank you for tuning in to the Seek God Slay Goals podcast. Stay connected with us on Facebook and Instagram at Seek God Slay Goals.